Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Well, Hard to Find Books is Aotearoa, New Zealand's largest secondhand book business, uh, The Shop. You may be surprised to hear specialises in rare and unique books. I guess they're hard to find. Its collection contains nearly a million titles, some of which cost tens of thousands of dollars. And hard to find books. It was set up in Ponsonby originally, way back in 1983, and now it also encompasses a, a Dunedin store and a thriving online business. It's also the final resting place for many famous book collections, including those of Ed Tillery, uh, Robert Muldoon, and David Longy, their collections. And founder and passionate book fan is Warwick Jordan, who joins us now. Kia ora, Warwick. Hi there. How are you going? I'm going well. Quite a story to tell this, uh, the origin of hard-to-find books. How did it begin? <laughs> it was in a garage, was it not? Yeah, in a garage at 88 John Street, Ponsonby. I don't think the garage is even there anymore. <laughs> it was a bit rougher those days than Ponsonby of today. <laughs> so 83, so what, gosh, 41 years ago this year. Yep. I'm uh, old. Uh, well, aren't we all? Aren't we all, mate? <laughs> what, uh, what would you suggest makes a book hard to find? Well, you know, you were saying about we do rare. Well, yes, we do do rare, but, I mean, our core business isn't really rare books. It's just books people are looking for um, and a whole lot they're not looking for as well. Yes. So the name Hard to Find, uh, did you come up with that and, and why? Well, yeah, it, it wasn't originally called Hard to Find Books. It was called Hunters and Collectors uh-huh. after the band, the Australian band. But then um, another guy uh, registered the name as a company and tried to sell it to me, and I thought, nah, cheaper to just make a new name. <laughs> and at the time, I had a, a space out in Onihanga down in a basement where literally it was really hard to find. So I thought, well, you know, state the obvious. <laughs> and I like the double entendre with the books. So. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So everyone thinks of the books, but originally it was where, where the actual bookshop is. Yeah, well, it was in a it, at one stage it was David Tour's gym. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's had a bit of a history. And the weird thing with that, that place um, in the basement, it turned out it randomly, by sheer chance, it was, used to be a, the Star Picture Theatre back in the 1930s. And it turns out my dad used to sell ice creams there at that time. <laughs> oh, so it sort of a coming home in a weird way. Yes, indeed. So, I mean, were you a book collector and decided I've got so many books I've, I've got to start selling some of these, or what happened? Yeah, well, sort of like I've got a master's degree in literature and I was interested in handcraft printing and publishing. Um, and so I basically I wanted to be a publisher and it was too hard getting into the publishing industry, so I just decided to become one. Um, so I got all my own handcraft printing gear and started producing books and publishing people and ended up publishing quite a few people who've gone on to fame and glory like Stephanie Johnson and Rosie Scott and people like that all got their start with me. Um, but to supplement that, I decided to sell a few of my own books and it went a bit mad. (laughs) Now you buy collections, as we mentioned, uh, the likes of nationwide, nationwide, and you don't have to be famous. You will buy any collection or are there certain books that you're really looking Um, for? Well, we we cover the whole range um, from the rare to the recent. Um, So like I just went down a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago now, bought a few thousand books down in Pastor North, which were primarily American and English medieval history. 
well, English medieval and general American history was, which, you know, isn't exactly a bestseller, one could say. <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't able to give a fantastic deal on those ones because, you know, yeah. we'll probably have them for, for life. But I, I sort of see myself as the gatekeeper. Um, we buy things like academic collections and books that other people won't buy purely because if we don't buy them, they're probably going to end up in landfill, and that really distresses me. Um, And sooner or later, I find a home for them. Well, you've got a home for, what, a million books at the moment? I mean, it must be quite a home. I'm not actually sure how many. I'm not going to count. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you store them all? I mean, that must take one Um, heck of a warehouse. It's chaos. It's total chaos. I mean, we've got down in the Dunedin space, got about 30,000 square feet and it's packed. <laughs> um, up in Auckland, we've got about another, probably all together with storage and everything, another 7,500 square feet. And then we've got five containers that are packed at the back. Um, and I mean, I've seen growing. other places claim that they've got, you know, millions of books, and, you know, other booksellers in New Zealand, but they're just making it up. I'm sorry, but I know how many a million books is and they ain't got anything like it. Yeah. And have you got the, are they all catalogued? Do you know where everyone is? Uh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, it's a perpetual sorting the place out sort of exercise. We've got about 150,000 books online, yep. which makes us the largest in Australasia for secondhand books online. Uh, and then we've got, you know, we've got two shops which aren't online. Yep. And then we've got enormous back stores, um, which we are perpetually trying to organise. I mean, we work really hard, but mm. we get a lot more books in than go out. Yes. And so rare books, uh, are, there, are there any particular ones that you'd love to get a copy of? Is there something that stands out that well, uh, you've never all found? Of them. All of them? Any rare books? <laughs> I'm, obs- I'm obsessive. You know, that, it's what the business has been driven by. It's not mm. driven by profit motive. If I wanted to make money, I'd have gone and sold cars or TVs or something that, you know. I, I had a dear friend, um, Bill Foreman, who was a very wealthy guy. Mm. He was, I knew years ago he's passed away now, but he asked about my business and I explained it all to him and he just looked at me and said, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> he said, I'll set you up as a property developer. You'd be good at it. You could make a lot of money. And I just said, Bill, you know, I, it's just not me. I'm the captain of the Titanic and I'm going down with the ship. <laughs> And what about some of the most valuable books and, and the prices you get for them, can you say, or is that sort yeah, of commercially sensitive? Yeah, well, you do get good prices occasionally, but, you know, a lot of the most expensive stuff sits forever. Um, it yep. doesn't turn over like a normal $30, $20 book. You know, they, they'll sell. The ones for $15,000, they sell once in a blue moon. Mm. Um, because the market, unless it's a New Zealand book, the market within New Zealand is minute. And anyone overseas isn't going to lay out big money on something they can't come and look at. Yeah, um, A lot of those high-end books are in very high-end bookshops overseas where they've got seriously rich people wandering by all the time. Yes. Um, so they're not an easy sell, which makes it really tough when it comes to, to buying them because, you know, you can wrap up an awful lot of money in a book that might take 10 years to sell. Yeah. So what makes a $10,000 book? Why is it, is it, is it well, rare, rarity value? Well, a couple of examples we've got at the moment. We've got a first edition of the first English version of um, Dostoevsky's Brothers Karamazov, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a kind of punishment. Sorry, can't remember which one. But, I mean, there's only something like half a dozen copies in the world of that book well, in that a, particular edition. That's amazing um, that some so you're an international institute thing. hasn't picked it up. 
Well, it's not a great copy. Oh, okay. it's, priced it's, it's priced accordingly, and yes. the serious collectors want a pristine one. Yes. yes. Um, but, you know, one day it'll sell. Yeah. Um, and patience, some, some of the of virtue, they tell me. Some of the yeah, patience of virtue, indeed. Some pretty impressive yeah, book might collections. Might be my only one, but you know. <laughs> Pardon? Some pretty impressive book collections. We've mentioned a few. Oh, look! I, that's that's the fun of this job is is going to people's homes. You meet some really interesting, cool people. I mean, I've met most of the famous people of New Zealand at one point or another. The ones that can read, um, you know, prime ministers and all those. Famous people that, and they're great to meet, and it's it's fun. But you meet some really amazing normal people too. Yes. Um, you just have an absolute passion for something completely obscure. Mm. Um, and I, part of the fun of it is you you have to learn what's a good book from what isn't. And it might be a collection of a thousand books on diatoms, um, which is some microscopic <laughs> creature in the sea. Yeah. And you've got to figure out what's good and what isn't, and you know. And you sit down with that person and and talk it through and find out. Um, yeah. Or you have to do a bit of research and, and figure it out. Well, it's if, fantastic. If not around, because, of course, a lot of us, uh, books I buy are estates, and, and the people who own them haven't got a clue, so I have to try and figure it out for them. For, the, for yourself. Hey, congratulations, Warwick. Um, hard to find books in Mount Eden, and if anyone has a specific... Oh, Eden Terrace. Eden, Eden Terrace. Terrace. Oh, Eden Terrace. There you go. Slightly <laughs> different. Neighbours to Mount Eden. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. But anyone who needs uh, that specific book can get in touch and s- see if you can track it down for them. Thank you so much, Warwick. Sure. Thanks. Thank you. Cheers. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.